Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Dr. Michael Brown was raised in a nominal Jewish family. So who does he believe Jesus is? This is part two of our chat with him. It was an extraordinary turnaround for you, really. Is there a way that you can just summarize why you believe that Jesus is the Messiah? Yes. Well, first, it was not connected to Messianic prophecy or Jewishness. I recognized that I was in sin and rebellion against God. I recognized that this Jesus that had changed my friends was real. Somehow the light went on after many hours of of interacting with my my two best friends who had come to faith themselves. And it was not an intellectual process as much as a spiritual process, where when I really turned to God, He made me know that through Jesus my sins were forgiven and gave me a new heart and and changed me. It was only after that when I began to study the scriptures, when I was challenged by the rabbis, that I began to understand that he was the one who fulfilled prophecy. I mean, I heard those things, but they weren't really a big issue to me because I, I, didn't, I didn't pay any attention to the Old Testament. I didn't believe in the New Testament. So it wasn't a matter of someone sitting down and showing me prophecies as much as coming in contact with the living God myself, recognizing I was in sin and rebellion and recognizing my need for forgiveness. And that's what happened. So first there was the spiritual conversion and the radical change of life, and then there was learning more about the Messiah, and through that, uh, coming to embrace him, uh, not just by faith, but by, by faith and Scripture, recognizing uh, him to be our Messiah. I remember you telling me when you told your dad about your believing in Jesus that he he uh, called out hallelujah in a sort of a fun sort of way. Yes, when when I when I came back from a church service and he asked what happened at church and I said I got saved tonight and he said hallelujah right just in a mocking way but uh when he saw the change in my life he was thrilled to see me off drugs and, and recognized that something very real happened but he said look we're Jews we don't we don't believe in this and uh, you need to talk to the local rabbi and that's what really got me studying more. That's what then pushed me to to really investigate. I was forced to by the rabbis, uh, probing questions, and by my lack of knowledge of Hebrew and things like that, and that's what paved the way for, for the studies that followed, and of course led to many, many debates with rabbis over the years. I think it's an extraordinary turnaround, and you must have had some real humdinger debates with um, rabbis over the years. Is there anything that really stands out that they have brought to you that you've had to answer that seems to be a general theme constantly? Well, there are major things that come up all the time, uh, and I've addressed them in in great detail. I have a five-volume series entitled Answering Jewish Objections to Jesus, where I tackle all of the, the major objections. But the ones that would come up the most frequently the idea first that Jews don't believe in Jesus. It just just be like Christians don't believe in Muhammad. In other words, the two don't mix, and 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 this is not for a Jewish person. And then that would lead to church history and look at how the church has treated the Jewish people. And then the larger question of the mission of the Messiah: if the if Jesus is really the Messiah, then why have we had peace on earth the last two thousand years? And then all these issues will come up about. The deity of Jesus, God is not a man. How can you say that God became flesh? Uh, you, you, you're an idol worshiper, or you believe in multiple gods because of uh, God's triunity. The argument that 
uh, repentance is enough and we don't need blood. That's an argument that comes up often. The argument that the New Testament misquotes the Old Testament, it takes verses out of context or mistranslates them or misunderstands them to prove Jesus is the Messiah. The idea that the New Testament itself is, is unreliable for many reasons, that will come up. And then the idea of the sufficiency of Judaism, that Judaism has its own traditions going all the way back to Moses, and it's a, it's a religion that sustained the Jewish people from then until, until now. Uh, what do we need with your Jesus? I mean, these, these are some of the most fundamental objections that come up over and over again that, of course, we have to tackle in debates, and it's, it's my joy to, to address those head-on. So with the rabbis that you've spoken to over the years, have any turned to Jesus as the Messiah? No, there are no rabbis that I've, I've debated that have become followers of, of Jesus. On the flip side, we hear from Jewish people around the world that have come to faith in Yeshua and Jesus uh, through our materials, by God's grace, through uh, debates we've done, uh, watching the debates, some by being present in the debates, some watching on YouTube, others reading the volumes that we've written on these subjects. Uh, and that includes religious Jews as well. Sometimes I get to meet them in different parts of the world, and you know, secretly they'll want to talk to me about their faith because they're still living in the traditional Jewish community. Uh, so we, we do get wonderful reports, but uh, of, of those that I've debated, no, none of them have yet come to faith, but of course we continue to pray for that. Gee, it must be so hard, like you said, because they're leaders, you know, for them to turn around. It's like Nicodemus, you know. Uh, yes, it's always special when I hear from someone in secret, and they, they either look both ways as they're talking to me, or I have to meet them privately, or we talk by phone, but it's 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 an unlisted number, and you know they have to contact us a certain way. That's always exciting because you realize while wow, the world they're living in, coming out publicly as believers would be very costly, and yet the message is getting to them, and we we trust that more and more, especially through internet, we'll be able to hear. Have you ever spoken to Seinfeld? Uh, no, I've never spoken to Jerry Seinfeld. Never met him. I'd be interested to know what he believes. Yeah, um, don't don't know what he believes. I imagine he's a fairly secular Jew but uh, don't know anything beyond that. Never spoken with him or, or read about his beliefs. I know that his answers in interviews are very short and very uh, uh, guarded. Yeah, well, listen, uh, he, he's another human being for whom the Messiah died, and maybe uh, maybe we'll be able to get the message to him one day. That's right. I love your website. It has so much great stuff on it. Can you just give us a snapshot once more of your website? Sure. AskDrBrown.org, AskDrBrown.org. Folks will find their links to our latest articles latest videos, and there are a number of those we put out every week. Uh, they'll also find a link to our Line of Fire radio show. If they click on Jewish, that'll link to our Jewish outreach website. And if they just uh, sign up to get our e-blast, our newsletters, we've got a free e-book we want to send out to everyone. So a lot of great resources at askdrbrown, askdrbrown.org. Great. I didn't ask you, actually, is your dad still struggling, or is he still determined to not believe, even though what he's seen in your life? Well, my, my dad passed away in, in 97, and my mom passed away at, at the age of, of 94 uh, last year. Right. But they were you know, both both deeply impacted by the, the change in my life and fully embraced me as a believer, which was significant. That's Dr. Michael Brown. Today, he's one of the world's leading Messianic Jewish scholars. His website, askdrbrown.org. Light and life. The Salvo's weekly radio show.